What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Freehand Radio. I'm your host, Moody Marv, here to bring you the good times and the good vibes. Today, I am joined by the incredible and ever so talented Evan Hilton, 3D designer, artist, entrepreneur, out here crushing it, does photography in the ocean. This man is absolutely crazy. Started off in origami, and now here he is doing amazing 3D models. And as you can see at today's episode uh, cover art, you know that is one piece that he created uh, for one of our lucky holders at Freehand. Um, again, we are so thankful for Evan, what he's done for Freehand and his contributions. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy his journey in art and as an entrepreneur, and also hear about his morning routine because your morning routine can really, uh, you know, put your day on the right path. So enjoy everyone. I'll see you guys next time. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everyone? Happy hump day. Thank you guys so much for joining Freehand today. I'm your host, Mooney Marp, here to bring the good vibes and the good times. We are here joined with our good friend and talented artist, Evan Hilton. How are you doing, my man? Hey, good morning. Uh, doing amazing. Love to hear. Happy to be here. Yes, man. I I'm so stoked that you're here to talk about your journey in Web3, your 3D art, uh, and just to kind of like just dive in into who you are as a person, because we know that you crush it with your 3D skills. But you know what? I want to get to know Evan on a personal level. Evan, tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, your skill set, where you're from, if you're comfortable sharing that, and just your background, man. I, I just want to hear a little bit more about you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm, like, born and raised in uh, Florida, and basically, yeah, I spent <laughs> my whole life here in Florida, and, uh, yeah, I... I always had like an appreciation for art um, in like middle school. I was really into uh, origami. Uh, so the paper folding kind of stuff. And I would, I was selling that in uh, middle school to people. So I made a little money in middle school selling like origami to people. Uh, so it's kind of like a little uh, foreshadowing to my art career a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, Basically, I kind of lost interest in art in between then. Um, I was really into sports and stuff, like baseball and and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of picked up art again near the end of high school. And I came across uh, stop motion animation, which for those that don't know, it's basically combining a ton of photos uh, together. And it basically, and you're kind of moving elements like one photo at a time until it's like animated. Um, so yeah, I started doing that for fun. Uh, and before I knew it, it took off into a full career, a like year out of high school, which was pretty dope. Um, I was planning on going to school for engineering. So it was kind of funny, uh, the route that I ended up taking. Uh, so yeah, I started doing stop motion. Uh, I kind of had some big breaks with um, some big brands and stuff like um coca-cola and uh, a lot of beverage brands and tech companies and things like that um so it kind of gave me the funds to kind of do my own thing and yeah i've been i've done that for the past like 10-ish years so i've had i've just had the blessing of being a full-time artist uh since then um i also you know dabbled i picked up in between then about like five years in i also picked up surf photography um where i swim out in the water and photograph surfers traveled all around uh 
shot some with the World Surf League and things like that. Um, so I kind of do that as a hobby. That's more so a hobby. It wasn't anything for uh, like money. I didn't care about that. Um, but yeah, then uh, yeah, the NFT space came about, uh, and I had people interested in some of my stop motion work that were reaching out. So I I began to sell some one of one uh, stop motion pieces early on and i didn't understand it at all i just knew that people wanted to buy it so i was like okay here you go <laughs> and i was yeah i was just selling I, I didn't really care about the nft space and i really didn't get fully involved until um i would say like the fall november um of last year i started getting pretty involved mainly because i was coming out with some of my own 3d work and stuff um, I was kind of experimenting with 3D sculpting and things like that. I was never really that good at it. Um, and basically, yeah, uh, I basically continued and got into like Feline Fiends. And that's when I made my first like 3D version of another project. We actually see one uh, in the crowd it. right now. We've got Kush Monster in the crowd. Oh, yeah, Kush. Yeah. Yeah, I remember making that one. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Feline Fiends kind of got it started. I realized I was, a, I guess, a better sculptor than I thought, and I figured it out. And yeah, now I'm here full-time in the NFT space doing all these 3D versions for projects and also personal work and kind of just developing my skill. But that's kind of like a summary, I guess, of my art, like art life, I would say. It's cool to see, you know, your transition and your evolution as an artist, seeing that you started from, you know, origami to you know stop motion clay or i'm not sure if it was clay but even just you know doing stop motion and then graduating all the way into you know uh 3d art and it sounds like your art has always been a part of your life and i think it's cool talking to different artists you know where art enters in our lives like i don't think uh everyone wakes up knowing that they're an artist but there are subtle hints of us being intrigued by art like for myself uh, I didn't start off as a photographer. I picked up photography about 10 years ago, so when I was 20 years old. Uh, but growing up, I was always fascinated with music. So I grew up playing the violin, the piano, guitar, bass, drums, all that stuff. I always knew I liked to do something with my hands. Uh, and still with photography, you know, I still use my hands when I hold onto a camera. So it's cool to kind of see, you know, that, you know, little theme throughout your career. Like a lot of what you do is with your hands and now, when you're sculpting a 3D piece, you know, though it's not physically your hand on the 3D piece, uh, there is that sense of putting your hand, putting that specific touch onto the pieces that you create. Now, like looking back at your career, what advice would you give, you know, a younger Evan Hilton? Like with the things that you know now, um, you know, whether it be entrepreneurial advice or just life advice, you know, it seems like art has always been a thing for you. What advice would you give younger Evan Hilton? Yeah, um, oh, that's a good question. Well, yeah, first of all, I'm going to address the first thing you said. Uh, what really got me into art was that my siblings were better drawing, like better at drawing and painting, and it made me mad. So, like, I, I, I constantly got, I just constantly got into it, and then the next thing you knew, I enjoyed it, but and I became better than them. <laughs> that, that was really the motivation early on when I was younger. Because uh, I was the youngest. I'm the youngest out of the four. A little so, sibling uh, competition never is a bad thing. I can uh, attest to that. I'm a middle child, so I totally get that. Yeah, it, it, it was the driving force. <laughs> uh, 
but anyways, uh, yeah, the advice wise, honestly, it's just, I, I would probably just say I, I wish I always like created, I think constantly creating is the only way to like really get better it's like it's honestly like working out for example like the more you work out the bigger you're gonna get more muscular and everything and the same applies for art and almost anything in life uh and that some of my best moments uh in my art career when i was even younger and things like that was when i was coming up with concepts every day i was making things every day um, whether the work was crap or like not, like some of it was crap and I never used it. And, but it still taught me, it probably taught me something for a future piece. And that turned out to be a big success for me. Um, I think that, I think honestly, that's the big, biggest takeaway. I think artists get a little too caught up in their heads because, you know, it's like the creative minds can <laughs> go crazy. Uh, and I think it can be very easy to get caught up in that kind of stuff and sometimes you just gotta just do it <laughs> no and you know bringing up the point of you know just creating i think one thing that has been more and more apparent to me in terms of like what how i determined success or how i've accomplished my success is not necessarily always the talent uh but it's consistency and discipline i think those two pieces go hand in hand uh, for any successful, you know, whether it's business, project, artist, showing up every day. And like you said, putting in the reps, um, because those reps do add up. You build up your strength. You build up those core skills. Uh, you know, whether you're doing sit-ups, you know, you're building your core or doing a plank, you're building your core. You're developing those skill sets for the fundamentals of everything else to be successful. Because if you can be disciplined, whether it's in the gym you creating art every day, or even just showing up and showing the behind the scenes, just showing up builds that discipline and those fundamental skill sets that you need um, to continue to thrive. Because, you know, I, and you, you can tell me and you like your personal life, Evan, I'm sure you've come across a lot of talented artists um, or even smart individuals. But if you're unable to apply yourself, if you're unable to show up and do the work day in and day out, you know, you could be the smartest person, you could be the most talented, but if you don't have that ambition, uh, it's not going to go far. For you, you know, how do you stay disciplined? How do you stay on top of your work and continue to push through even during the hardest times, whether it's through creative blocks or just days that you feel funky? Um, you know, how do you manage uh, those, the, the time, but also like making sure you're disciplined and continuing to kind of like push forward, uh, whether it's creating or like, you know, building your brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think creative block is definitely an interesting thing. You know, all of us go through it. I think, I, I think overall, you know, I've still fallen where you I'm, end up don't doing anything. And that's like the worst thing you can do during creative block. Um, that's where I kind of just like have to like, kind of like let go and kind of just accept that I might not make a piece that I'm going to like during that creative block. And that's hard. It's hard as an artist because you hate wasting time. And you also, it feels like a waste of time when it really isn't. But like, usually I'll do like a slight variation of an older piece or something like that. Just relying on that concept. Um, I also, I have a notebook full of concepts. They're kind of like my backup plans when I can't come up with ideas that day. 
Uh, so I actually have like a notebook filled with like, uh, how, what, how many concepts are in there now? Like 500 concepts. So I can like combine them or do whatever, or they're just thought starters. Like I do that. Um, you know, you kind of just have to push against the resistance, which I, you know, I've, I've failed doing that a few times, of course. And, you know, I always regret it. I usually don't feel as good that day and I don't feel as accomplished. Um, cause yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that's just kind of, I kind of should force myself to be honest. Uh, it's not pleasant, but I think it gets me out of the creative rut faster than, I you think know, doing nothing. You, you touched on a couple really cool things too, that I want to like dive in a little bit more on because, um, for me, you know, sometimes when I'm pushing work, just to push workout, it's sometimes not the work that I'm most proud of. Most of the work that I'm the most proud of is where I feel most inspired or you're just like in that creative flow. Uh, and one thing as a videographer and a photographer, I'm always trying to find new inspirations, new ways to do something. And um, what's really been cool, and I'm, you just kind of touched on it, is like I'll revisit some of my photos that I've taken three or five years ago with a whole new lens, with a whole new skill set, with the, the ambition and the energy to be like, oh, I learned this new skill set. I'm going to go back and redo it in a completely different way. Uh, and it comes out even better than I could have imagined. There are several photos that I've never touched because at that time, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with this yet. And then, you know, years go by and then I revisit. I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I want to try this on this certain photo. I want it to look vintage. I want it to look like a painting or I want to try to do it black and white or do some fun and Photoshop. So it's always cool to kind of get, you know, that feedback later down the road or that like new, like learning curve that you've experienced over time revisit old pieces and just go back with a fresh coat of paint. Um, and, you know, kind of going into that, uh, finding inspiration is kind of fun because like you can find it anywhere. Uh, some of my fun videos that I've done for clients, uh, some of the inspirations that I've gotten for, you know, whether it's trans transitions, effects or storytelling, like I find it in the weirdest places. Like I'll watch a Netflix show. There was one about like fried food. And I was just like marveled by the way that they photographed and filmed you know, how they fry the food and how they do transition so uh, comedically, but whimsical as well. And it looks so clean. For you, Evan, where do you find your sense of inspiration when you need it? Like, is it through television? Is it through film? Is it through, you know, your family and your friends? Where do you find your inspiration? Yeah, um, so I would say there's two places. Um, one is nature. Um, that's the reason why I do surf photography. I get inspiration. I come up with ideas just from doing that. I don't know if it's just because it's kind of like a mental release for me that, um, you know, I get to be just out in the water swimming, kind of sort of alone. You're out there with surfers and stuff, but overall you're still kind of alone out there. So there's kind of like a peaceful element to it that kind of brings, I feel like, mental clarity. Um, for like ideas and stuff uh and nature's been a huge part like i've loved hiking you know i'm in florida so there's no mountains or anything so it's like hiking through swamps or whatever but uh that's probably but yeah um that and i would say recently it's kind of a new inspiration but like a new way i've been getting inspired is honestly um just looking at all these new nft projects that come out in the art it's honestly kind of like a course in studying into uh, 
like cartoons and things like that because you see all these different styles like freehand for example then you see like slugs with like krypton guns uh, like you see like all the different styles and everything um and i think it's kind of made my mind think differently illustration wise and everything um and i think it's cool like just all the different shapes and everything like that uh for 3d sculpting wise it has really inspired me to come up with ideas and maybe pull from certain concepts not copy of course but kind of do my own spins and everything um but yeah it's really cool seeing like the personality in each of these pieces that you created i also pinned to the top another piece of freehand that you did and i'm so excited to see the last piece you're working on it's an upside down piece and uh, i'm just going to transition into the quick you know little ad that we have in the middle of the show today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter uh i have a couple things to go to uh behind the scenes and i know evan uh, your time is very valuable, so we're going to keep today's episode to about 45 to 50 minutes. Um, but in today's episode, I just want to let everyone know, you know, if you're a holder of Freehand, we did have this amazing giveaway where all you had to do was enter a raffle, and then you got your PFP of your choosing, your Freehand, custom-made in 3D by Evan Hilton for absolutely no cost for holders. And these are just certain things that we do. We actually have a special raffle going on right now for Freehand holders if you hold one. Uh, where we are going to bananafy or banana candyfy your PFP. If you guys have seen that art, um, it's absolutely dope. And we're continuing to tap in more artists, such as like the talented Evan over here, where we're able to give back to our holders. So if you hold a free hand, we're always giving back to our community, whether it's custom PFPs and that exclusive experience, or we do daily uh, giveaways Monday through Friday. We're always airdropping a random piece of art to a lucky holder. And on top of that, if you guys didn't know, uh, our developer, Buzzy, is working on Divergence Club. And for every single freehand that you own, you get a free Divergence Club. So on top of, you know, the free giveaways that we do weekly, for every freehand that you own, you're going to get a free mint to Divergence Club, which I just pinned to the top. If you like awesome art, if you want to support an artist, and if you want to just get free dope stuff, you know, pick up a freehand because you could have been a lucky winner of picking up a custom Evan Hilton piece. Uh, so that's the little ad for today. And again, all of these po- uh, episodes are being recorded because they are all going on to podcasts, which we do have now. You can listen to our Twitter spaces on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, anywhere. So if you are unable to make it or if you want to tune back in and listen to these awesome stories, you can find us on uh, podcast services around the globe. Now, Evan, kind of bringing it all back, you were able to make a couple of freehand pieces. What was that process like? Did you have fun with it? I personally was just blown away with the amount of detail. I'm going to pin it up again just because I love it so much. The mascot uh, that you worked on, uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, The detail in the sweater is unbelievable. If you just like pinch in and zoom, you can see that, you know, all the micro details into, you know, the freehand pieces and the shadows as well. What was it like making this piece specifically? Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed making it because there's a lot of organic shapes in it. And I really just like sculpting or drawing like organically. Um, And that's what I love about the kind of like, uh, I guess, fluid kind of nature to the freehand characters. Like they're very like the shapes are just like. I don't know, just really, it is just cool shapes. And um, I just enjoyed sculpting that. 
And yeah, the shadows was like a big thing because because um, of the characters having, you know, it's like a more simple, minimalistic, I guess is the right term, um, kind of art form. You really want to make sure all the details pop and adding shadows and like to the like background elements is what really I feel like made the characters pop even more by doing a more kind of side lighting on the characters rather than an overall even lighting. Um, Cause you really just, you know, you want to make it look as 3D as possible. Um, and yeah, with like the details and the materials, like I love adding the little thread kind of details and the materials um, for like jackets and clothing. Um, I think it just adds just another element of depth uh, to the characters. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just a, no, and the depth and the detail is totally appreciated. Now, I'm going to throw you off with something, Evan. I don't think anybody has ever asked you this. This might be a freehand exclusive. And you know what? We might get some alpha right now. So I'm going to ask you something. This is going to be really, really important. And this is huge. Talking about depth, I want to get to know you better. Tell me your morning routine. I'm always fascinated by everyone's morning routine. And I think the morning routine is so pivotal in everyone's day and structure and, and how we go. Tell me about Evan Hilton's morning routine. How do you set yourself up for success for the rest of the day? I think the way that you start the day is hugely important. What is Evan Hilton's morning routine like? Give me a day in the life. In the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Typically, um, it's funny because I've kind of changed my routine over this past like month and a half. Got in a half. I got in kind of like a new habit. Um, so usually, I'll start the morning with like a devotional. Um, I'm Christian, so that's just like I, you know, it's what gets me in the right mental mindset for the rest of the day. Um, I'll do that, and then I've been doing. Uh, I'll do some journaling work and uh as well as um some breath work before uh the whole day which is like hard for me i I'd never do that in the past but it kind of just lets me calm down a little bit i think i get a little too anxious sometimes about all i have to do and it kind of just slows me down and lets me appreciate the moment of you know being alive today and you know and just find, finding things to be grateful for and everything like that um so i typically start yeah that's usually how I start. Um, I'll have breakfast and everything and then get into it and I'll work. What time do you wake up? I think that's also important. Do you get like eight hours of sleep, four hours of sleep? Do you only get like 20 minutes of sleep since we're all B-gens? <laughs> so at, I have a very strict rule about getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep because otherwise I won't function. <laughs> so uh, That's I, some I'm alpha not... right there. That's some super alpha, I think. You know, the space moves 24-7, right? And, like, making sure that you're well-rested, whether it's to be on spaces or to draw, is huge. So, uh, sorry to get back to you on that, but I think, you know, making sure that you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep is so important. Yeah, like, I notice the difference if I get anything less than that, and I'm just sluggish through the day. I'm mentally weaker, especially if I'm going to the gym and stuff. Like, it's just, like, you know, the performance just overall is just bad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, no matter what, even if I'm up late, because I am, I do have to be up late, you know, with the NFT space, because, you know, I'm dealing with the California crowd and all that as well, getting to talk with friends in there and everything like that. So, I usually have to be up a little bit later. But, 
Yeah. I, I so the whenever I wake up kind of varies. Usually I aim between seven to nine PM really. Um I was up early today because we Florida was having like crazy fun like thunderstorms. I had like lightning bolts like striking literally right next to my place. So it sounded like bombs sound like bombs were going off outside. That's terrifying. I know. I was just like, gosh like my heart like <laughs> jumped at one point when like one I sounded like it hit my place. Holy uh, crap. I don't know. I like I was just like, jeez. <laughs> uh but yeah, all the Florida people understand it for sure. <laughs> Shout out to the Florida people still out here. Yeah, we got Crypto it. Baby in here. She's a Floridian, so she gets it. <laughs> Shout out to Crypto Baby. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of my uh, morning routine. Um, it's something I've kind of done differently, and I, I've really liked it. It's gotten me in the good mental headspace. I've definitely been more productive, I would say, over this past month and a half. Um, I love hearing that because, like, uh, I feel that, you know, we're always constantly moving forward. We're moving at a light speed pace. Like, the space, of course, moves so fast. Um, And we always want to be there for something or we have somewhere to be or always have to be active in a space. And I think, you know, the morning uh, ritual, in a sense, is so important because, uh, for me, I wake up from, like, 5 to 6 in the morning because I job and I'm filming I'm editing and I just have a crap ton of things whether it's freehand rare roses or with uh five lines I'm always on calls but to me the most important thing is always making sure like you said you know seven to eight hours of sleep I try to go to bed around nine or ten at the latest some nights of course are a little bit later uh and if I stay up a little bit later I'll sleep in a little bit more but I try to plan accordingly um and you know this month actually funny enough um for those of you who follow me on my personal account moody uh, I'm working with Michael Rippa uh, over from the Morning Squeeze, and every month we're doing a challenge. Last month was burpees, one burpee a day. Like, so if you do one burpee on the first day, two burpees on the second day, three burpees, and like we ended up doing like 30 burpees on the last day, which sucked. Um, but consistency and discipline, and like having some sort of uh, thing to keep you accountable. And this month, uh, ironically enough, that we're we're talking about this right now, Evan, is meditation and mindfulness. Taking a second to like breathe and slow down because we're moving so fast and I know it sounds so corny but like take a second to take five minutes even if you have two or three minutes of your day to just focus on your breathing slow down put the phone down put your phone on focus mode or airplane mode and just like breathe you don't have to meditate you don't have to pray just take a couple minutes to just focus on breathing and then like you said uh, writing down things that you're you're grateful for uh, appreciate like the more gratitude that we have in our lives, the more fulfilled I think we are and the more positive that we're able to, you know, move forward with our day. So I, I'm so glad that you were able to share some of, you know, your morning routine, because I think the way that you start your morning kind of like gives you an idea of what the rest of your day is. And if you wake up every morning exhausted, uh, we can't be present here. And I think that for most of us, we plan on being here for the long term. And if we plan to be here every day, our mental health, our physical health, and our emotional health have to be, you know, the first thing that comes and making sure that, you know, we're taking care of ourselves and our family. Now, with that being said, we do have 15 minutes left with the space, uh, 15 to 20 minutes. So if anybody wants to come up on stage, say anything, say hello. I want to say hi to Evan. Please feel free to come up because this is an open space now. We're just hanging out. I'm happy to continue to ask more questions because I have so many for Evan. But if you'd like to come up, 
say something, we'd love to have you up. As a reminder, all these spaces are being recorded and will be passed over onto Spotify, podcasts uh, around the world. So just uh, keeping it uh, 100% transparent. So we have Slogs and we have uh, Rare Vibes up on stage. Uh, Slogs, I believe you were the first one up. What is going on, homie? Love the goons. GM, how are we, guys? Um, yeah, uh, I'm just here working. I've been listening to you guys. It's been nice to hear um, some of the different ways you guys start your morning and you know how you guys get out of creative um, uh, creative blocks. Because, um, you know, I got... For like all the stuff I do for my company and some other stuff, like I have to put on that creative hat all the time. So it's nice to hear that kind of stuff. Uh, Evan, I had a question. Where in Florida are you? I'm up in um, Jacksonville. Uh, nice. I'm in Tampa. So hopping to skip away. Yeah, it's just like three hours. I go there. Uh, I have some friends that live in uh, St. Pete. So I usually am going through there a lot. Nice. I love St. Pete, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool area. Yeah, that's it. I just came up and said, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> we love Slogs. Slogs, thank you for coming, man. It's it's crazy. I've been like, I feel like so many people I know in NFTs are now in Florida. Like, what's going on in Florida? What's in the water other than alligators? Uh, I was birthed here, so, you know, it's home. Slogs, were you born out of the swamp? Were you, are, are you sure? I was born out really of the sure? swamp and I was raised by alligators. Um... They are one with me. Uh, we sometimes go and rob convenience stores, actually. <laughs> so, so what? Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me you are a walking alligator that happens to carry, like, a pump shotgun and just says, like, give me all of your, like, I don't know, like, your, your Twinkies. Nah, are, nah, are no, we don't even use, we don't use weapons, you know. We go in there on all fours and we attack alligator roll now course, that right? that comes from that was literally a florida news line that somebody tried to rob a gas station with an alligator um so I, hold on hold on paint the picture for me slug so in my head i just see an individual holding an alligator as if they're holding a shotgun walking into a convenience store and saying Give me your money. That's basically that how happens? I look at it. Because I mean, I can't think this guy goes in there with like a full-grown fucking gator, like a six-foot gator. I, I, it's got to be like a little baby, and he's like holding it at the guy. Oh, give me the money. That's kind of. I think adorable. the guy ended up actually, which is like the best part about the story. I, I'm pretty sure the guy that was trying to rob the convenience store got bit by the alligator. Dang. So <laughs> one for the alligator, zero for the convenience store. But you know, that's just that's just typical Florida news for you. You know, we got all kinds of crazy shit going on down here. And now we have all these northerners trying to come and take our land. Get out of our swamp. Get out of my swamp. Get off me swamp. Slow. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming up, man. It's always a riot when slogs come up on stage. I have nothing but love for this guy. Thank you so much for coming up, man, and showing some love. And shout out to Florida and the Gators. They're out there repping. They're, they're working hard uh, trying to make ends meet. And uh, it's heartbreaking to see these alligators being taken advantage of and using as weapons. So uh, justice for alligators. We got Rare Vibes up on stage. What is going on, Rare Vibes? How are you doing today? Thank you so much for coming up. Yeah, of course. What up, Freehand? Um, this is my first episode here. Um, I found... Well, I know Evan through the DGen Tunes. I'm actually Crypto Baby down there. Um, and this is an account that I work for. 
Um, and so my job basically is just to kind of like, you know, we do IRL events. Um, and so I just kind of hop on spaces, like kind of see like, you know, I have a unique opportunity to kind of connect, um, you know, one-on-one artists, you know, smaller projects to kind of like be involved in like IRL events. And then, you know, seeing Evan here being kind of like broadcasted and highlighted um, just kind of gave me like a great idea. And, you know, I just want to throw flowers to you and Evan. Um, he's a huge part of the DJ and Tunes community as well, you know, creating um, all the 3D um you know tune derivatives and you know so just i don't know evan and a florida gang as well um i'm in the keys but rare vibes is based out of miami florida we're doing huge things for art basil um and so yeah i guess my question for evan um here on stage is you know i know you're in jacksonville are you planning to come to art basil and would you know being kind of highlighted at an iro event interest you Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. well, I'm definitely going to Art Basel, and I would love to do something at a, like, uh, in real life event. That'd be so sick. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's so awesome. Like, I'm, I really am in a unique uh, position. Like, I kind of just started, you know, this venture. Um, and, you know, they wanted to hire a D-Gen kind of working from the ground up, right? Um, how do we connect Web3 to IRL that's like genuine, authentic? Um, and I really just get to hook up my friends, you know, the, for NFT NYC and some other events in Miami. Um, you know, they had DJs like Diplo kind of playing, representing for, you know, th for this event company. And that's pretty huge. Um, and they have some really like I'm just a DJ, right? But there's like a huge team behind this company. Um, that again, like I have this opportunity to kind of like connect my other DGen friends um, that are again one-on-one -on -one artists, musicians, and just smaller projects that wouldn't have the means to, um, you know, host an event at something IRL like Art Basel. Yeah, man, that, that, that yeah, that's so dope. Um, yeah, definitely want to talk. Yeah, because it is true, like. If you look at the cost of some of these events at the like for even in like nft nyc like i can't imagine what like dejan tunes cost to, <laughs> to do like like that party alone i'm like gosh that has to be like i don't even know like 70 to hundred thousand dollars or something like that i don't know yeah it was definitely in a three-figure range just by booking that Jeez. artist yeah just by booking that artist and the open bar and just the um the event space the venue yeah, no, it was like, it was costly. And the thing is like, you know, tunes pumped, right? And ETH was high. So they did like have a good amount of money um, to kind of do that. But, you know, projects True. that are just getting to like point one, uh, one on one artists that are just kind of like whatever. And, and even like at Art Basel at this point, I know smaller projects that do have the funds, but can't even find a venue because everything is booked, right? Um, and so like what Rare, Rare Vibes wants to kind of be is like, you know, th their goal is to kind of be like a conference, like VCon or like a festival um, where it kind of integrates music, Web2 and NFTs and Web3 and kind of being that like Mecca, um, especially in Miami. This is awesome. I'm so glad that Rare Vibes came up on stage. Um, I love seeing these opportunities and these connections being made. Uh, I look forward to seeing Evan at Art Basel. Uh, we're going to be there, so 
Uh, I'm super Heck stoked yeah. for that. Um, so, Rob, thank you for coming up on stage. Uh, you guys can continue to have this conversation afterwards. I'm so happy for you, Evan. And I'm just so proud of you. Uh, we are coming up to the last couple of minutes. With that being said, Evan, what is next for you? What What is the future for, look for Evan Hilton, your pieces, your art? What do you want to do moving forward? What can we expect from you in the coming months and even the next year for you? Yeah, so um, basically what I've been working on, um, so I've been working on something uh, pretty cool Uh and essentially i'm really wanting to use my talents to get associated with projects that are uh that are just established and have a good reputation and stuff and because I, I just love that like i want to be like i want to use my art also to support these founders who are actually doing something good for the nft space and not just trying to you know take advantage and like run with money and stuff like that that's why i've been involved like that's why, like, I, I wanted to, also, of course, work with, like, Freehand. Like, um, I love, like, the people um, that are on the project, and I think it's it's just cool what you guys have been doing. But, you know, other communities, like Alien Friends, like the one I'm rocking, as well as Dejan Tunes and stuff. Um, so I will be, I can't say too much, but I'm working on something that should be coming out within the next uh, month or two. Um, and it's going to be a big kind of test to see that could possibly dictate where I'm going to be in the future of like the NFT space, I would say. Um, so yeah, I'm working on, I'm putting a lot of hours into this uh, thing that I'm working on and yeah, I'm, I'm Dude, excited. That is awesome, man. Like just to hear that you're continuing to branch out working with established uh, projects, you know, like alien friends, like thank you for, you know, working with freehand. Uh, honestly, it was such a pleasure and an honor. Uh, we're really looking forward to the last piece. For those of you who don't know, again, a couple of the winners of the freehand giveaway got to customize uh, either their upside down or their freehand. So the piece that you see above is the mascot, but the, the upside down one is going to be super interesting because that is our Genesis collection. Um, and to see that in 3D is going to be a first for all of us, of course, uh, to see it in a whole new manner and a whole new light. Um, and with that being said, you're, you're working on a couple more things. You're making sure you're taking time to relax and rest. Uh, for any artist, uh, and we'll end it on this note after you're done, uh, what advice for any artist or any entrepreneur who is in the crowd, uh, what one piece of advice, one nugget of information uh, that you would want to share with someone looking to grow in the Web3 space? Yeah, um... Artist-wise, uh, I would just, I think there's multiple points that I would give. Uh, one is get involved in the community. Um, showing up and not interacting with people and things like that won't get you that far. And, you know, just do it from a genuine place. Um, like, I, when I first started doing it, uh, the amount of, like, friendships and stuff I made from it, and it's just because I wanted, like, one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to stop Stop Motion was because I was sick of talking specifically with just cor corporations and stuff, because that's all I was doing, and I wanted to have more personal connections with people, and that was, you know, the whole point of coming into the NFT space, was getting involved in spaces, and I've met hundreds of people now that, um, who have supported me, um, in many ways and I think as an artist that is crucial and obviously 
again, come at it from a genuine place. You don't want to be for like, cause people can read fakeness very easily and <laughs> in uh, the space, but um, there's that. And also, you know, just take your time with the art. It's very easy to want to rush um, in the NFT space as an artist. Cause there's so many opportunities as an artist in the NFT space and it can be hard to pick one. Um, to go down like i've had i've gone pulled like six different directions in the nft space and it's i said yes to like all of them and the next thing you know i was getting burnt out almost um and i had to like really like reduce the amount and like strategies i wanted to go forward in the nft space so it's just like just take your time you know be willing to say no of course uh because that you're gonna have to say no a lot in the NFT space because you know there is a lot of shady projects going around and stuff, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I would just say you know take your time and engage with the community. Um, it's on it, and the best part is it's fun to do. It's like just hanging out with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah! And I I think like the the topic of saying no is so important because there's so many opportunities. And I think one of the most important things in the space is your integrity and humility. And if you get caught up in the wrong project, the wrong people, uh, trust is easily given, but it's easily taken in the space as well. So making sure that having that integrity is huge. Uh, And as we start to wind down, we're ending the show. Evan, how can someone get a piece of yours? How can someone get their PFP custom? Are you doing commissions? Let the people know. So if they want to tap in, they know what to do. Yeah, so I do have um, a project called Tiny Totems, and essentially it's just one-of-one animated art that I make. Um, The link is in my link tree to the OpenSea. There's currently only one available now uh, for 0.19 ETH. If you own a Tiny Totem, uh, I'll make make any NFT you own 3D. I'll make a 3D version of it. Um, You know, it can be claimed once. So, yeah, Um, I've already had the opportunity to make uh, 3D versions for um, some of the holders already. I've made some like a 3D dead fellas. I've made uh, 3D alien friends and um, really other cool like projects and stuff. So yeah, that's one opportunity. That's the best deal because you get art, you get a piece of art for me and because uh, my commission rates fall pretty close to that price now. Um, but if you're not interested in that, then yeah, just shoot me a DM and I accept commissions that way too. And we can talk, um, for sure. So either or, um, but yeah, there's only one available now. So, and I don't, it's going to be a bit before I, I release new ones. So, cause they're like really, I think the quantity is only like 15 right now. So, um, yeah. That's Heck good. yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds like one heck of a deal. <laughs> you can't go wrong. You get a, a two for one. You get to support Evan by purchasing one of his pieces. And then you also get a 3D custom PFP. And on that note, everyone, thank you all so much for t- uh, joining us today. Tuning in with Evan Hilton. Evan, from the bottom of my heart, everyone at Freehand, uh, we appreciate what you do, what you provide to the space. You're an inspiration. You're someone to look up to. And you're just a great individual. So thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. It, this was a lot of fun to do, and I'm so glad to be part of uh, Freehand and help with uh, make some really rad 3D art. Heck yeah. On that note, everyone, have a great rest of your day. Make sure to get the, you know those seven to eight hours of sleep, uh, practice breathing, 
maybe meditate a little bit. Uh, watch out for alligators. Slogs might be coming at your house uh, with an alligator in arm. And uh, if Slogs does, just yell at him. Uh, throw an onion because uh, I believe ogres eat onions. Uh, he is a creature from the swamp. On that note, everyone, have a great rest of your day and peace out. Till next time. Peace out.